Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it's a Friday. I hope your Friday is going well for you this morning here on EWTN. So much to talk about. And right out of the gate, after the news, of course, we are going to be checking in with our very own Doug Keck, giving us an update on what we can expect in the wonderful programming we provide for you. It was a little bit of an inside scoop. That's why we call it the inside word. So Doug is always up at 15 minutes past the hour or so. And he joins us again with great updates on our programming. Fact Check Friday, there's a couple of stories that I want to share with you that are really quite alarming and show you just how strongly uh, the media are working in cahoots with particular uh, groups and agendas on the left. Now, interesting story that I saw yesterday, and some of the conservative secular sites had this, and if you look at the secular sites of what they're saying, it's it's just, well, it's not unbelievable if you know the media, but I don't know if you've heard about this program called uh, Baby Olivia. It was developed by the wonderful people at Live Action, of course, the amazing Lila Rose and company. And it's a program they're trying to get into the schools. And it's all about fetal development. And they're using the, this um, image of this beautiful baby in the womb, and the baby's name is Baby Olivia. Pro-Life Group's fetal development video could soon be shown in classrooms across several U.S. states. Bills in Kentucky, Iowa, Missouri, and West Virginia could decide to, or whether students are required to watch fetal development videos. Now, you would think they were uh, forcing them at gunpoint to watch something that was actually horrific if you see some of the commentaries coming from not only the leftist pro-abortion politicians, but from the media and in news stories, not op-ed pieces, but news stories. So where is all the concern for the drag queen story hours in public libraries that are targeted toward very young children, preschool and kindergarten, Where is the concern for these books that have been brought to light in terms of with quite graphic sexual content with definitely LGBTQ agendas? And then those who are raising issues about those books are called backward, oppressive, and restrictive. We saw this happen in Florida and a few other states. And yet here is a very well done video about development in the womb. And the left is having a meltdown over this, and the media are helping them get their negativity about this out there. And then there's another really important story, and it has to do with politics, but it's important in the sense that this has never happened before as far as we know. And I do a segment in my local hour uh, every Monday or Tuesday with my friend and co-host at Ave Maria Radio, Vanessa Denhagarmo. She fills in for me regularly here in the National Hour. She and I uh, have a lot of experience in, in media. We worked together in Detroit for years. And we were talking back and forth with each other and some friends of ours who still work in the secular media. There's a a really important story, and we all have to be concerned about this, regardless of where we stand politically. And, of course, our faith should always be coming first, regardless of whatever political party we may have associated with in the past or currently. This is a story that's circulating, again, mainly on the conservative secular sites. CBS News, I don't know if you heard, but recently had a whole bunch of layoffs. They're owned by Paramount. And among the people that they laid off was one of their top investigative reporters who used to work for Fox News and went over to CBS and was doing some great work. She was laid off along with a long list of other people in the newsrooms and elsewhere, and they seized her confidential files. She had been under pressure from management because she was pursuing the Hunter Biden laptop story and some other stories regarding the administration. And she pushed back and said, no, I have a job to do. And she's always been one of those ones that have been extremely right down the middle, very balanced, whether she was working for Fox or whether she's now working or did work for CBS News. And I had a great deal of respect for her and still do. But now they've seized her confidential files. The media should be in an uproar over this. This is a huge violation of the First Amendment and goes against every basic journalistic principle. So why are we only seeing coverage on conservative sites if we have time we'll address that as well but again uh, the media are all upset along with pro-abortion groups about this beautiful series that could be in several states very soon so pray on that as well and then we're going to wrap up with an update from claire batag and marcy Ganell. if you remember we had these students on not too long ago they're from saint mary's college 
and they're going to give us an update on how things are going on that campus. They had a big impact on helping the college realize that, hey, guess what? You're Catholic and you need to teach the Catholic faith. We'll explain when we have those ladies on later on in the program. Right now, it is a Friday morning. It's already five minutes past the hour. Let's give you a quick weather forecast and then get to the news. According to the National Weather Service, we have a pair of fronts pushing across the east coast into today. Rain showers and a few thunderstorms expected. And then we have snow showers and some mixed precipitation likely in the northeast part of the country. And high temperatures across most of the lower 48s today, running well above normal for this time of year. Let's see what's happening in and around the world on a Friday morning, February 23rd, 2024. I believe it's a feast of St. Polycarp. Pray for us. Here we go. Well, a major Alabama health system is announcing it will pause all in vitro fertilization procedures in response to a recent Alabama Supreme Court ruling. In a statement released this week, a spokesperson for UAB Health Systems says that decision was made out of concerns over criminal prosecution. The ruling handed down earlier this week categorized frozen embryos as children who are therefore protected under the state's wrongful death laws with respect to minors. And a county in New York is banning transgender athletes from taking part in girls' sports. NASA County Executive Bruce Blakeman signing an executive order which is thought to be the first in the country. He says there is a movement for biological males to bully their way into competing in sports that advertise themselves as girls, female, or women's teams or leagues. Uh, We find that unacceptable. It's a form of bullying. And he also said there are other leagues in which they can compete, including men, boys, or co-ed leagues. Blakeman's executive order is thought to be the first in the nation. Meantime, New York's LGBT network is calling the move illegal. A religious liberty bill considered in the state of Kentucky legislature would give people the ability to seek legal action against those who feel religiously persecuted. That bill was created in response to an incident in 2018 when a Muslim woman was forced to take off her hijab after being arrested. More than four in ten Americans now say they know someone who has died of a drug overdose. That, according to a recent study in the American Journal of Public Health, the nonprofit think tank Rand Corporation, saying while the overdose crisis has wide-ranging negative impacts on people who use drugs, little research has looked into the experience of those left behind by fatal drug overdoses. The study projects that over 40 million adults have had their lives disrupted by overdose loss. Exposure to an overdose death is more common among women than men, those who live in urban areas compared to those in rural ones and U.S.-born respondents than immigrants. Jack Cronin tells us more people from China are crossing the border into San Diego County. Border Patrol says there are 500% more Chinese migrants crossing the border in San Diego than a year ago. KGTV says 20,000 of the 140,000 people arrested at the border since the end of October have been from China. There are just 1,000 people from China crossing the border illegally in the entire previous fiscal year. An investigation into yesterday's cell phone outages, so looking into whether it may have been part of a cyber attack. AT&T cell phone service was fully restored after being out, though, for most of the day. Reports say the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, and other agencies are indeed looking into the cause, if it's a cyber attack or possibly just a technical issue. Outages are reported in major cities, including Houston, Chicago, Dallas, L.A., and Atlanta. T-Mobile and Verizon customers also reporting issues, but the carrier said their networks did not experience outages, and the problems are most likely the result of their customers trying to contact AT&T customers. Mark Mayfield tells us Russian opposition leader Alexei Nalvani's cause of death is now listed as natural on his medical report. That's according to his spokesperson who was given the information by his mother. The vocal critic of Russian President Vladimir Putin died while in prison last week. In a video statement posted on YouTube, Navalny's mother said that she was secretly taken to view his body at the morgue. She also claimed she's being blackmailed by the Russian government to try and force her to hold a secret funeral. Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis says he will sign into law a measure that would allow the release of sealed grand jury records in Jeffrey Epstein's 2006 criminal case. The sex offender wound up in a work release program with the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office as a so-called sweetheart deal with prosecutors. The public and the victims deserve to know if prosecutors steered the jury away from indicting Epstein on more severe charges. There is also a compelling public need to know if the system worked or failed. That's Senator Tina Polsky. She says her bill passed the legislature unanimously. A circuit judge in 2021 
ruling the court did not have the authority under state law to release the records. Now, once this becomes law in July, that will change. It states that records can be released if the subject of a grand jury inquiry is dead or the investigation is related to sexual activity with a minor. Epstein would later face more serious charges in New York where he died of an apparent suicide in his jail cell in 2019 while awaiting trial. Michael Castor tells us filmmaker Tyler Perry is halting the expansions of his film studio over concerns about a new technology that makes videos using artificial intelligence. Perry has been planning an $800 million expansion of his Atlanta studio, but in a new interview Thursday, he said those plans are on hold because of what he's seeing from the new Sora video generator from OpenAI, which creates realistic videos from text instructions. He told The Hollywood Reporter, there's got to be some sort of regulations or I just don't see how we survive. Perry said he's not against AI, but he's worried about people in the film industry losing their jobs. Google, meanwhile, putting its Gemini AI image generator on hold after it produced what the company calls inaccurate historical images. Users complaining about instances such as Gemini returning requests for images of the founding fathers as people of color, other images including a female Catholic pope and black Vikings, the tech giant saying it's working on improving the depictions immediately, Google adding an updated version of the image generator and says it will be released soon. Sarah Lee Kessler tells us the CDC says contagious stomach bugs, including norovirus, are circulating right now and they're hitting the Northeast especially hard. The CDC says the positivity rate for norovirus, which causes cramps, vomiting, and diarrhea, is more than 15% in the Northeast. A public school in Highland Park, New Jersey, was forced to close and undergo a deep cleaning earlier this month because of norovirus. And doctors at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia say several GI bugs are circulating at the same time. If you do get a stomach bug, doctors recommend drinking lots of fluid to keep from getting dehydrated. Mortgage rates up again for the third week in a row. The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage averaged 6.9% this week, up from under 6.8% last week. That's according to information from Freddie Mac, and that's compared to 6.5% a year ago. As rates inch closer to 7, they're still down from last year's nearly 7.8% high in October of 23. And Simon Gatan tells us victims of the U.K. post office Horizon scandal will be exonerated now by a new law. In London, he says the scandal saw post office employees wrongly persecuted as a result of faults in a computer system. Over 900 workers who ran post offices across the country were prosecuted and in many cases imprisoned falsely for stealing money. Money that was in fact miscounted as a result of faults in the Horizon computer system provided by Japanese tech company Fujitsu. Now the government has announced a new law they say will clear the names of the wrongly convicted postmasters by the end of July. A new study says that top 20 airlines made over 30 B as in boy billion dollars from baggage fees last year. That new report by the ID Works consulting firm says the top airlines around the world did indeed rake in billions from fees or carry-on bags, price hikes or check luggage, and fines for overweight suitcases. The study says that amount was up from 30 or $29 billion in 2022 and accounted for about 4% of global airline revenue last year. And finally, in our new segment at 13 minutes, almost 14 minutes past the hour now, in a Friday morning edition of Catholic Connection, Lisa G. tells us America's longest-running public service announcement is marking a major milestone. After 80 years, Smokey Bear is kicking off his famous message in a new campaign. But I can only teach wildfire prevention. Only you can prevent wildfires. Actor Brian Tyree Henry is the voice of Smokey Bear this time around. As the new campaign takes viewers on a journey through time, experts say it's still an important message because nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by humans. It is a Friday morning. Hope it's going well for you. And uh, can you believe it? We're almost done with the second week of Lent. Time flies. Doug Keck joins us. He's our president and chief operating officer of the network. And speaking of Lent, we have great Lenten programming and so much more to offer you as a listener of the radio network and a viewer of the TV network and also following all of our great resources online at EWTN.com. We'll be right back on a Friday. If it's pasta you crave and you want it homemade, that's Antonio's. If you're looking for real authentic Italian cuisine, Antonio's Cucina Italiana and Roman Village is the place to go. 
Everything is made fresh, in-house, fucked in casa. All our pastas, pizzas, soups, and sauces are prepared fresh daily. Visit any Antonio's in Roman Village, where we do Italian right. Antonio's Cucina Italiana. When you talk about the Reformation, you often hear talk of five solas. Sola Scriptura, Sola Fide, Sola Gratia, Solus Christus, and Soli Deo Gloria. Catholics have no serious problem with Solus Christus or Sola Gratia. The problems are with Sola Scriptura and Sola Fide. Catholics will maintain that Sola Scriptura, Scripture alone, is itself unscriptural. Where in Scripture does Scripture refer to itself as the only infallible authority that we have? It's also illogical to say that you stand on Scripture alone presupposes that you know what Scripture is. And Frankly, we don't know what scripture is because it's a tradition that we've inherited. We don't establish it. We know what counts as holy scripture because Catholic bishops detected that certain texts were inspired by God. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Sixteen minutes past the hour. Hope your Friday is going well. Doug Keck with us, our President and Chief Operating Officer of EWTN. Okay, so we're almost done with the second week of Lent already? That's crazy, right? It, it, it's amazing, and, and we're already deep into, uh, towards the end of February. We're almost, you know, uh, we're going to be looking at March, the end of next week. And, I know. Um, and, you know, uh, Easter falls uh, in March, uh, mm-hmm. at the very, very end, you know, kind of kind of early as, as obviously the... Uh, Lent started early. So we've got some fine programs, as you alluded to, uh, a new program, a new special that's airing tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern uh, on the remarkable life of St. Elizabeth Hesselblad. She was a convert to the Catholic faith who became the first Swedish saint in modern times mm. and founded uh, a branch of the wonderful Bridgetine uh, Sisters. Uh, and so that's at 2 p.m. And, of course, you know, we've got an ever-growing uh, EWTN uh, footprint in Nordic, in our in Norway, in Sweden, uh, the countries there. It's a, it's a, quite amazing, uh, the growth there. And the Catholic interest there mm-hmm. is, is growing in, in what was really a vacuum. We've also got Father Wade Menezes' Gospel of Life versus the Culture of Death. That's uh, tomorrow at 6.30 uh, PM. He's always really, really good and always mm-hmm. hits the mark uh, perfectly. Um, a program, if you missed it before, that's going to be airing tomorrow night. The movie is kind of on Kiera Lubick, uh, of course, the founder of the Focolare movement, right. and very interesting program, uh, movie that was produced. On Sunday, um, Vaticano has a special that takes a look at the apostolic penitentiary. No, that's not the prison. That's where they figure out <laughs> who should be a martyr or not, and this has to do with the uh, the story about the 21 Coptic martyrs of Libya. That is um, an incredible story, though. Right. That is, Ab- wow. That's absolutely. powerful. Yeah. So that, and it's, you know, it's something that we can relate to, really. Uh, and so check that out. And Patrick's Peak, an Irish pilgrimage. You know, we're, we're almost into March, so we're going to be starting to look down the road towards St. Patrick's Day. And next week, uh, Women of Grace, some new episodes that Jeanette did with the most Reverend William Watershoot. Now he is the uh, actually the auxiliary bishop of Pittsburgh, and he's talking about Catholic leadership uh, in the light of spiritual life and great saints. We could use it now. I think a lot of us oh are looking towards our shepherds, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. especially after that debacle in in New York mm-hmm. at St. Pat's, which I know you talked about. And we've also got uh, Living Divine Mercy Sacred Music next Wednesday. Check that out. And Mother's uh, Catholic Moms uh, Cafe with our friend Donna Marie Cooper Boyles hearing all. Next week, people can check that out as well. And that's just, you know, tip of the iceberg, as they say, of our programs that are available. 
And also, don't forget our online channel, YouTube, and our on-demand, ever-expanding. We've got more and more programs. Almost all of our live shows are available, you know, shortly after their air. Obviously, our radio shows and things, if you go to our uh, Podcast Central, we've got wonderful programs, uh, all of our radio programs, and, of course, also what we call the best of the rest. We keep adding other people's uh, podcasts. Uh, that we don't carry to make those available as one-stop shopping for uh, EWTN uh, listeners and viewers. So check that out. Yeah, I, I think what we do here is so important, and I, one of the live reads that I'm going to do today, shameless plug, is about the EWT News <laughs> Vatican Bureau. No, really. I mean, I always say that because I, you know, I, I work with them when I go overseas. Well, shameless are the best kind of plugs, exactly. I have to tell you. No, but, but we've, got the, we've got the Vatican Bureau, we've right. got uh, Catholic News Agency, we've got the Register, we've got EWT uh, News Nightly, we've got Raymond Show, The World Over, we've got EWT News In-Depth, so... It's not as if we shy away from the from the tough topics and the big issues. Absolutely, and what people should know, and, and they do know, if they watch the ever-shrinking news footprint out there in the media, whether it's on the web or anywhere, it's a very expensive part of the media business news. Mm-hmm. It's, it's labor-intensive, it's very expensive, and it's also not the kind of thing that like generates lots of money, right. uh, contrary to what people think. And so it really is a, a work of love, uh, in many ways, for EWTN to see the need for this kind of programming and this kind of information to get out there, regardless of the fact that it may not be, you know, as popular uh, on a regular basis as obviously watching the Mass and the Rosary and those things. And, of course, those are so central to our spirituality. But it's really, really an important aspect of of what we bring uh, to the table for people, especially in a world where there's so much confusion inside and outside the church. Well, if you read some of the secular stories regarding the debacle at, at St. Pat's and you saw some of the statements they made about church teaching, uh, right. it, was ju- it was just ridiculous saying that we condemn, we have long condemned. One line, it was on the, was it the uh, Washington Post? And then, of course, the Washington Post is so large in terms of their outrage, so other right. media outlets picked it up. Yep. The Catholic Church has long condemned gays and transgender people. What? Right. What? Yeah, they either go with one or the other, either right. the fact that we, it's now okay, based on what the Pope said, or the other side is we're always condemning everybody. Uh, you know, nuances are lost by everybody of, right. uh, of dealing with people's actions and behaviors. Instead uh, of their hearts, I mean? right? Right. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and nobody can judge that, and someone can be have any predilection and situation. The question is, how do they act on it? The other thing that struck me, and I don't know enough about this person who who had the uh, uh, you know, funeral quote unquote there? They were only fifty two years old, uh, you know. And sometimes that. you know you wonder with that. And again, I don't know the underlying, but so many people in these kinds of lifestyles and things that are being celebrated, and you look at their ages, and a lot of them don't live that long. And maybe that's a, a clue that maybe that doesn't quite fit the creator's idea right. of what is the right lifestyle for longevity. Well, Father Mitch has uh, done a lot, and I know Father yeah. Spitzer too. They both yeah. done a lot of research on that area, and in, in that area, in terms of the yeah. the um, life expectancy for those who are choosing different lifestyles. And again, we don't know in this particular right. situation with this particular Absolutely. man who identified as a woman. But uh, what gets lost, as you said, Doug, in all of this, and and whatever happens, is okay. At the end of the day, what are we talking about? We are talking about who we are, made in the image and likeness of God, and and how can we help people understand? that that is supported, obviously that's what we teach, and our teaching mm-hmm. the, the church is universal, but this is what's best for people. I just interviewed a doctor in the first hour of my program. Ave Maria Radio is teaming up with Gabriel Richard High School in Ann Arbor, Michigan, for these events we do every year, and we're looking at the whole transgender issue mm-hmm. and the whole you know, tra- the so-called transitioning and gender dysphoria, and this wonderful Catholic doctor is an expert who's been working with, with people with these issues for some 25 years, and he says there's so much misinformation, but at the right. same time, there's so much hunger out there for truth about who we are. Right, absolutely, and certainly, and I know you do it, and certainly uh, Father Spitzer and I, through various books and things of his, have, have touched heavily on that topic and about, uh, you know, uh, the, the the lies that are out there about it and and the damage that's getting done and, and how much of this information is withheld from people and guilt trips are placed on people and that story, I think it's the Indiana couple, um, you know, that, uh, lost, that lost their lost control custody. of their kid, their custody ch- of their kid yeah. because they weren't willing to go along with whatever, you know, uh, the, the child's idea of who they were or what they wanted to do. And 
this whole thing, uh, you know, again, the ward of the state, this is where you start getting into the encroachment on being a parent. And if it can be on that particular belief system, it can be on anybody's particular belief system about other things as well. And, uh, you know, so... And uh, there's there's a lot of out there that, and even in Europe, they've pulled back greatly yeah. on much of this stuff mm-hmm. as we've talked about. So you know, people need to be aware and be careful uh, that uh, these things are encroaching upon your rights as a parent. And how many people know how many of these uh, these so-called facilities that deal with the transitioning surgeries have pulled back in Europe? There's about five or six of them, including in Great Britain. Absolutely, the big one we, uh, in the UK, obviously right. Sweden uh-huh. and uh, and others have pulled back, and and, it, and we're going to see it here too because there's going to be lawsuits. And oh yeah, that's what's going to stop them. It's the other, money. Yep. yeah, it's going to be insurance companies saying yep. uh, we really don't want you doing this because we don't want to pay and the too settlements. Too money, too much money. Somebody so showed great... us how to do that, so we got to follow how they do it. Yep. Great talking with you again. Thanks for all the information on great programming. And for the details, if you didn't have a chance to jot it down, we always place everything on our website at EW10.com and the archives for Catholic Connection as well. We'll be right back. Twenty-eight minutes past the hour on a Friday morning on EWTN's Catholic Connection, co-produced by EWTN and Ave Maria Radio. And just a reminder, our Vatican Bureau is Rome to your home. News from EWTN's Vatican Bureau. You can watch all of the important events in the Eternal City, even if you do not have television access. Using the latest technology, we've made it possible. We have the technology to watch the latest news in the Holy See, all delivered directly to your home via live stream. So watch live on EWTN YouTube and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Great resources. I love the folks in the Rome Bureau had the chance to work with them many, many times on various projects, so check that out. All right, we are in our Fact Check Friday segment on this Friday, February 23rd, 2024. And since it's going to have a, a pro-life angle this morning in this segment, I do want to mention that speaking of pro-life, I am heading to the Keystone State of Pennsylvania, and I'm going to be speaking Sunday afternoon. The event starts at 4 for the um, pro-life folks in PA in Philadelphia, and you can actually find out the information on my website. If It's still open, as a matter of fact. We just checked with the organizers. They have over 400 people now registered, but they are keeping the doors open if you'd like to uh, walk in. I think they could take uh, about 450. Uh, they continue to climb in terms of uh, the numbers. I guess it's a very, very popular event each year. But if you go to TeresaTomio.com under events, we have the PA for Human Life Annual Celebrate Life Banquet taking place in Springfield, and all the details are there. So, again, if you're interested, if not, if you could please pray for me so all things go well, and they appreciate the message. I'm talking about bringing America back to life and broadcasting seeds of hope. That's going to be my topic. Okay. Speaking of pro-life, I have here this article that I printed up. Pro-life groups' fetal development video could soon be shown in classrooms across several U.S. states. Bills in Kentucky, Iowa, Missouri, and West Virginia could decide whether students are required to watch fetal development videos. Video of an animated fetus could soon... Animated fetus. Notice how they don't use the word baby or unborn child. They do not want to give the human, you know, that much identity. Anyway, could soon work its way into sex ed classes in public schools across several U.S. cities. Now, this story is not bad. It's one of the more balanced ones, but... And the idea has pro-choice activists and groups concerned. The video created by pro-life group Live Action follows the development of baby Olivia seeking to give students a sense of where they come from as well as an appreciation of human life. From a single-celled human to a baby with a beating heart, brainwaves, fingers, and toes, Olivia shows the remarkable beauty of a unique life within the womb. And this is a quote from the Live Action webpage detailing the, uh, the project. Meanwhile, pro-abortion critics have voiced concerns that, ooh, pro-life rhetoric could influence students. The Baby Olivia Project, providing a medically accurate animated glimpse of human life in the moment of fertilization, the story tells detailed growth as she progresses from one development stage to the next in preparation for her continued life outside the womb. Lawmakers in Kentucky, Iowa, West Virginia, and Missouri, again, are eyeing legislation that would require public students, school students, to watch a video like Baby Olivia. The efforts mirror a similar law passed in North Dakota last year. Lila Rose, who founded the pro-life organization Live Action at the age of 15, she is amazing, and by the way, a Catholic convert, 
said the nonprofit's video of animated baby Olivia aims to be informative. Opponents to the measure have accused the video of distorting the issue in favor of pro-life views. <laughs> okay, so look, we don't control how life develops. That's, that's a God thing, all right? That's a natural law thing. The baby is developing in the womb. And yes, it's a pro-life message because it's a life from the moment of conception until natural death. But this is so silly in terms of accusing the video of distorting the issue in favor of pro-life views. Now, from what I understand, and I've only seen a few clips, this is, it doesn't give a political bent. It doesn't give a religious bent. It basically is just looking at the development of the baby in the womb. But see, this is the thing. The media do not want, the media, the culture, the left, the pro-aborts, Planned Parenthoods of the world, on and on and on, they do not want us to see life in the womb. That's why they fight laws in various states where women need to see an ultrasound, need, need to see how far they are along in the pregnancy in order to help them make an informed decision. If you are continually told it's a blob of cells, it's no big deal, you're not going to think that much about it. And that's exactly what they want. They want the decisions made quickly. They want them in and out of there because it's an assembly line at abortion mills around the country. So this is crucial. If we can educate our young people and help them understand the development of the baby, of the human being, and that's all of us. But heaven forbid we should see inside the womb. Now, isn't it interesting when... Someone wants a child, whether it's a movie star or someone else in the public eye. They're all about being moms and dads. And even some Hollywood films have shown, you know, a couple, for example, in love and having their baby. And they're in the OBGYN's office and they're doing the ultrasound and they're pointing it out, blah, blah, blah. Or people get a kick out of that commercial a couple of years ago. Remember the Doritos commercial where the couple is in the in the uh, examining room and they're seeing the baby on the ultrasound. The baby's moving and kicking. And it's clearly a human being. And the baby reaches out and grabs a mom's bag of Doritos. That was one of the most popular commercials a few years ago at the Super Bowl. Oh, isn't that cute? But when it comes to actually educating young people on where life begins, we can't have anything of that. And yet, we can allow drag queen story hours for preschoolers and kindergartners. We can allow all kinds of questionable material. We can allow uh, students to be kept away from their parents, counselors, pulling them away. You don't have to tell your parent about how you feel about this, that, or the other thing. That's fine. But heaven forbid we should talk about development of life in the womb. And the reality of the situation, this isn't something that live action is making up. But really it is, it is comical and just exposes the opponents and their weaknesses in this issue. Opponents in the measure have accused the video of distorting the issue in favor of pro-life views. And one OBGYN from the American College of OBGYNs, and unfortunately many in the medical field have gone over to the dark side on this issue, alleged the video is designed to manipulate the emotions of viewers. And that's according to a report from the AP. Now, it's not manipulation. What's happening is people are realizing, oh, my goodness, this is where life comes from. This is where I came from. This is how I developed. I wasn't just some clump of cells. On the flip side, live action founder Lila Rose said the video aims to be informative and appropriate for anyone. The nonprofit site detailing the project noted the contributions multiple medical professionals made to the video creation. Physicians from several fields, gynecology, cell biology, anatomy, etc., reviewed and certified the animation, it stated. The truth about life scares some people because people know that if we receive the truth and actually see it, it's going to change minds and hearts. How many stories, for those of you who work in the pro-life movement, I'm going to talk about this this weekend, know of women who have changed their minds once they see the ultrasound and they realize what's going on. That's all this is doing is showing the reality of the human being made in the image and likeness of God 
and the pro-abortion industry can't handle it. Let's continue to pray for them, but let's continue to put our message of truth of the human person out there with all the facts that speak for themselves. We'll be right back. Thanks so much for tuning in to Catholic Connection on a Friday morning here on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network, co-produced by Ave Maria Radio, AveMariaRadio.net, and EWTN, EWTN.com. We were just talking about the pushback from the left uh, when you put the truth out there about life and how we're made in the image and likeness of God and the detail and the beauty of the human person. And believe it or not, this also happens in Catholic locations, including some so-called Catholic colleges. On the phone with us, Claire Vitag and Macy Gunnell, they're back with us. And these wonderful ladies who were so strong and in their faith and wanted to make sure that they were helping their college get back to the basics of their faith are back with us. There's been some new developments in the story in which they were first involved that continues. And I'm going to let you ladies, Claire and Macy, kind of bring us up to date. But Macy, let me go to you first. If you could just take us back to the beginning and how this all began with St. Mary's College in terms of your efforts to raise awareness about the human being. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thanks so much for having us. So let me start from the beginning. Super long story. I'll try to keep it concise. But basically what happened was um, in November, I found out that in actually June of 2023, uh, St. Mary's College decided to create a policy that would allow transgender women into the college, a.k.a. biological men. Um, And that is something that obviously goes very much against the Catholic foundations that the school, you know, is supposedly built on. And that's, you know, pretty atrocious for a Catholic college. Um, especially a women's college, to promote these kind of values and these very, you know, modern ideologies. So that was in November. Um, I immediately went to Claire Batag, who's here with us, and we worked to try to spread the word. The next thing you know, I mean, we have hundreds of alumni behind us, people all over the nation. I mean, we, you know, got a pretty big uproar in the media as well. So that was in November, and then we found out over winter break in December that they reversed the policy, and this is due not to just the media outroar, um, but this is also from the pushback they got from students, from alumni. Uh, they lost so much donor money. Um, they even lost current and future enrollment. So, I mean, this ended up being a huge liability to the school. So here we are now in, what, February. Right. Uh, the policy was reversed, but unfortunately they're still trying their best to try to keep these very, you know, woke, modern ideologies on this campus. And we have evidence of them trying to further pursue this policy with education, as they say. So we're still in a pretty sticky situation. I mean, we've definitely um, come a long way, and we've definitely had a lot of little victories here and there, but we're still working to try to preserve the Catholic foundation of, uh, Catholic foundations of this college. So do you think, and, and Claire, let me go to you for your opinion, uh, since they did respond and they did reverse the policy, as Macy said, what do you think is going on here? you think there's too much pressure on them to, to you know, stick to the truth that, that, I mean, at a full level? I mean, what, what do you think is going on? Yeah, I, I don't think that they expected to have the amount of negative backlash that they ended up receiving. And I think that because they were put under so much pressure and they've lost so much donor money that they had to give in under the pressure and finally decided to reverse the policy because they were afraid of the reputation that it was going to give to St. Mary's College. And I don't think that this is um, an unreversible action that they that they have given themselves. Um, I mean, they, they stepped away from truth and... Um, I think they backtracked a little bit, but I, I don't think that they're giving up anytime soon. I think that they'll try to come out with this policy a couple um, in a couple years later, when, especially after students like Macy and I graduate and, and all the other students at St. Mary's who are uh, willing to fight these um, anti-Catholic values. And so, Macy, when do you and Claire, when are you graduating from, from St. Mary's? How much more time do you have? Yeah, so I'm currently a sophomore, so I'll be graduating in 2026, and Claire's a junior, so she'll be out 2025. Okay, but they still got they still got a little time to deal with you, <laughs> with you too. I'm glad <laughs> yeah, you're going to be, <laughs> be there for a while. This is this is so frustrating because here you are, two very strong Catholic women. We've got International Women's Day coming up in in less than two weeks, and I think you're a great example of of the feminine genius. But I just feel badly that you have to go through this, especially at a Catholic college, when you should just be enjoying this time. I mean, not that you don't want to get involved in, in different and important causes and go to different marches, a pro-life march, whatever. But this should be your time to really grow and, and, and really kind of you know, find yourselves in terms of, of what God wants you to do. But I guess in a way, indirectly, you are. What do you think? Claire, I'll go back to you. Yeah, you know, 
people actually ask all the time, like, if you could go back and redo your college decision, would you end up at St. Mary's? And I think that's a very interesting question. And I used to say, like, yeah, like, I think I would, you know, choose a more um, Catholic-based, um, a true Catholic-based college. Um, however, I just feel like I'm at a certain point in my life where I'm realizing that God opens up certain doors for certain people and puts certain people in certain paths. Um, and I, I, I truly believe that this is something that uh, God has intended Macy and I to take on. And I'm just so grateful for these opportunities because it's honestly made both Macy and I stronger women. And if anything, it's made us more confident in our leadership skills and um, we've met so many amazing people, especially the women along the way, um, who've supported us throughout this entire journey. So I don't regret a single thing. I think that God placed us in this situation um, for for a reason. So, Macy, where was most and where is most of the, the pushback still coming from within the university, within the college, for you and Claire? <clears throat> Yeah, so obviously um, the students here are very frustrated. I mean, there's so many things I could go on for hours about that we've had to experience here on campus. Um, but the alumni, friends, family, especially donors, I mean, they're not giving up. People have still yet to, uh, you know, bring their donations back. I mean, they're still receiving pushback in all sorts of letters and emails and input from um, the college community. So, I mean, I think that they reverse this policy in hopes that, you know, we would let it go and that things would get back to normal. But, I mean, there's so many things beyond just this policy that have created such an uproar among the college communities. So, I mean, they think that we're done. They think that, you know, we're satisfied. We are absolutely not. I mean, we're all still doing our best to push back and make sure that they know that we're staying on top of this and we're not giving up anytime soon. You know, you're you're right there in, in Notre Dame territory, and I know they've had their issues as well, but they also have a strong, strong Catholic group there that, that addresses issues of culture, and they have, a, a, you know, so many masses a day and Eucharistic adoration. So there is a strong, very strong Orthodox Catholic contingency in, in that area with Holy Cross, obviously, Notre Dame and, and St. Mary's, and, and, you know, in terms of those who are standing up for the faith. What have you heard from, from other students at other Catholic colleges, and Claire, I'll go back to you, in terms of them maybe being in similar situations and not yet standing up for the faith at a Catholic institution? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm friends with a lot of um, other college girls who go to Catholic colleges, and um, just because I, I went to a Catholic high school, and they tell me all the time that they are experiencing very similar um, issues at their schools, especially within the um, courses that are being offered at these universities. And um, they say that they're they're afraid to stand up against these policies because they're afraid of what their professors are going to say or what they're going to think, and how they're going to um, how their actions are going to reflect their grades in their courses, which I think is like an absolutely huge issue now is that students are being silenced into um, having to comply with the, the professor's agendas because they're afraid that they're going to receive a D or an, or an F in a class, which is absolutely disgusting because why should, you know, your grade be reflected in a math course um, when, when you're speaking up about your Catholic values? You know, it doesn't correlate at all. Um, so I think that that's like the number one issue or a number one issue in society today is students not being able to speak up for what they they want to. Yeah, well, hopefully you're, I, I'm sure you're being a great example and witness for them. We're talking with Claire Batag and Macy Ganell from St. Mary's College in Indiana, and this is an update to a story we previously covered here, and there's also an update in the National Catholic Register as well on the uh, situation of the fallout after the trans policy was reversed by the college. They, because of the pushback, as the lady said, they did reverse the policy and go back to Catholic teaching, but behind the scenes there's still an awful lot of pressure. Well, let me ask you, because I know our listeners are probably curious, uh, and Macy, I think you've mentioned, and Claire, you've mentioned this before, but what are you studying and what do you hope to do, God willing, upon graduation? And Macy, I'll go to you first. Yes, I mean, you know, this is pretty in line with my uh, career path. I'm actually right now a double major in political science and economics. So I'm looking into law school, looking at going to constitutional law because, you know, I'm I'm an American. I love First Amendment. I love, you know, religious uh, rights and freedom of speech. So that's something I'm working to defend now, and I hope to devote the rest of my life to do the same. Wow. Well, you thought about running for uh, for, for Congress? We could use you. <laughs> Oh, I thought about it. Keep it, keep it out of the back corner. Don't worry. Yeah, keep praying about that. Claire, how about you? Yeah, I'm a business administration major with a marketing concentration, and um, I, I still don't know how exactly I want to go forward in my path. I'm looking to either go into the business direction or the political direction. 
Um, I've also considered law school for myself, but it's completely up in the air. I'm trying not to stress myself out of it, about it because I know that, you know, God will put his opportunities for me in my path. So I'm very open right now. And so, I, as you mentioned, Claire, and I'll go back to you first before going to Macy, this experience, and I really think it's a Romans 8.28 situation, all things working together for good, it must, have, it must be teaching you an awful lot. Yeah, it definitely is. And like, we've, like I said, we've, we've met so many amazing people along the way. But if anything, this is, my, my parents were afraid of sending me to St. Mary's because of the woke agenda that we already saw before coming to the college and I begged them and begged them because I wanted to come here. I don't know why, but I did. And um, if anything, this whole opportunity has made me so much stronger in my faith and so much stronger in my um, political morals and my values. And um, so, yeah, it's definitely taught me so much. And it's, if, if anything, it's made me more confident in the, in the woman that I am today. How about you, Macy? Would you agree with that? Yes, yeah, so I 100% agree. I mean, it's definitely made me so much more confident. It's made me so much more aware of the talents and everything that I have to offer to the world. Um, and it's very much taught me the value of standing up for what we believe in. I mean, no matter what that is, we really can make waves. And I think that that's something that Claire and I are really hoping to inspire uh, more students, especially across the nation. I mean, you know, with with enough uh, courage and strength, I mean, you really can accomplish anything. So and that's a rather cliche message. But, I mean, this whole thing has taught us that, you know, our voices really do matter, and we all really do have amazing talents to offer the world. So, like I said, we're hoping to continue working with that, and we're hoping to continue to inspire more students everywhere. Well, let me ask you as you wrap up, we have about three minutes left. What I think is, is could be really powerful, and so glad to see that, that of course, when, when you did, you know, bring this up and, and it went public, that the school realized that, okay, this was not a good decision to welcome anyone who identified as a woman. They changed that, but we're talking about the update and how there's still a lot of work to be done. It would be really great if you could just sit down and have a heart-to-heart with these administrators and professors and say, look, this is, why, this, is, this is what the Catholic Church teaches. I mean, you know, a little child shall lead them. And I'm saying you're a little child. I'm using that as an analogy because that's scriptural. But you, you understand the teaching, and this mm-hmm. will be an opportunity to witness. Have you had a chance to, to witness them about the depth and what the faith means to you? Claire, I'll let you go first, and then Macy, you can wrap up. Yeah, this is really interesting because Macy and I actually did have a meeting with the president and vice president of the college, and we explained to them our perspectives as to why we were not in support of this policy. And we did use um, our um, biblical backgrounds and foundations for explanations as well. And um, unfortunately, it did seem like they are are misinterpreting the um, gospel and the biblical teachings. And um, even even Bishop Bishop Rhodes came out with a letter and, and stated that you know you can't interpret the Bible the way that you want to, and I right. think that's extremely important because especially in modern society, this is something that's getting blown way out of proportion. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, that's the direction we're headed to. But we need to um, make sure that we're reinforcing what these biblical teachings and um, our morals and values actually mean. Macy. Yeah, so we're definitely looking into meeting back up with them because I think there are a lot of lessons that we've all learned from this, and we hope that they can be able to hear those as well. Um, But, I mean, the most frustrating part about this is, you know, I'm 20, Claire is 21. It's so frustrating to believe that we're doing so much better than a Catholic college administration in upholding these very basic uh, Catholic foundations. So um, we definitely do need to meet back with them, and we need to make sure uh, that they understand where we're coming from and why what they did was wrong. Um, but, I mean, no matter what, we're going to continue fighting and doing everything that we can, even if it is up to, you know, two little students to uphold the Catholic foundations and uphold the, you know, morality of the duality of men and women. I mean, you know, we're, we're going to go down, and we're not going to go down without a fight. So, Well, praise God for both of you and your strength, and I bet your parents are are so stinking proud of you. And and keep it up. uh, Stay strong. You're doing the right thing, and you're doing it with love, and I can hear it in your voice, your love for the faith, your love for truth, and your love for your school, too. You want the school to do the right thing, and and you want to work with these people, so keep it up. What can we do? Is there a website we can go to for more information or or to give you like a nice little shot in the arm, little email saying thank you and you go, girls? Um, I, I do believe that we have a Facebook group. That's definitely a uh, private Facebook group. I mean, if anyone is interested in our cause, definitely uh, you can um, look that up. You can reach out to Claire and I. I mean, Claire and I are both pretty present on social media. But, I mean, prayers and support um, from everyone everywhere is what means the most. So, God I mean, bless you so guys. We're so thankful for all of that. You're amazing. Keep it up and keep in touch. Let us know how it's going. 
Claire Batag and Macy Canal. Find them on Facebook and also look at their story on National Catholic Register. There's a couple of updates, including one recently. We'll be right back. At Glass Doctor, our trained specialists are experts at fixing foggy and cracked glass, leaving any residential window looking like new without replacing the entire window. Bring back the view of any window with Glass Doctor. Visit glassdoctor.com to request a free estimate on repairing your foggy or cracked windows. Let Glass Doctor bring back your view. Call the Glass Doctor, we'll fix your pain. Oh, yeah. Ave Maria Radio invites you to feast on the joy of fasting this Lenten season and all year long. Fast from thoughts that weaken. Feast on promises that inspire. Fast from problems. Feast on blessings. Fast from thoughts of illness. Feast on the healing power of God. Fasting is a part of true Christian life. It liberates us from this world as we grow closer to Christ. Light of the East. Weekends on Ave Maria Radio. I'm Father Thomas Loya. This week on Ave Maria, behold, the church is covered with a heavenly garment by the icons, thus preserving the true faith. May those who do not believe this be covered with shame. Now on Ave Maria Radio's newest FM stations, 105.5 FM in Southfield and 107.9 FM in Ann Arbor. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to the EWTN radio network, EWTN.com, for all of our affiliates across the country. And coming up on Monday, we are going to be checking in with Brad Wilcox. Of course, he's got a new book out. You may have seen the interview that he did with my sister, Tracy Sabal, on EWTN News Nightly, all about getting married. Good information, again, on what the church teaches regarding that sacrament. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you in Philadelphia for a big pro-life talk on Sunday. Ciao, ciao. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connections.